Welcome to Habits and Hope, the podcast that is not about perfection. It is about purposeful progression. We are trading out feelings of discontent, anxiety, fear, and defeat for joy, peace, freedom, and hope. If you are a new listener, welcome, and I will try to get you up to speed. But if you are a returning listener, I appreciate you so much for being patient, and I am so sorry it is taking me a bit to get a new episode out. I ended up having a little bit of a sabbatical. Um, the health crisis with my daughter was just really taking its toll on like the whole family, um, my business, and everything else, and it just, I just really couldn't even when I had the time, it was just like the capacity and the space in my mind weren't really there to, to do this. And I don't know how to explain it any other way. And I'm sure it could be the enemy, but it was almost just like this force holding me back. And I don't know how to explain it. And I just was really struggling that even when I had those moments, like, well, I could do a podcast. I was just like, I just don't have it in me. You know, I've definitely stayed connected with God. In so many ways, God has shown up and, uh, you know, blessed and, um, and been there. So do not think that I was disconnected to God. I was just disconnected from the podcast. Um, I'm going to do my best today because I'm just, it's just like that bandaid, I guess, that kind of needs to get ripped off and, and get back into the groove. And we had been talking before about kind of was giving all, given all these visuals that we get in this stuck in the stagnant water and it's because there's some kind of dam or blockage that is, you know, keeping us there. And so part of it is, you know, breaking open that dam and, and being okay with that. And then the next is, is letting go. Um, because even when that water starts to flow, we're so afraid of that unknown that we, we hold on. And, you know, he gave me, God gave me the next part of that as far as, um, I titled it fighting the current. And I heard this in the hospital and I will be honest. And, and even now I still like, I feel like someone else wrote it. And, um, so I'm just going to say, I'm, I'm really praying that this is completely, you know, divine given because I went back and read it and I was like, I really hardly remember writing this and I know I was like sleep derived and then the hospital and so forth and I just felt like he was giving it to me and so um if this ends up a little disjointed or whatever I apologize but um hopefully you know like I said that this was just you know given by God and I'm just gonna that's <laughs> where I gotta read through it um and, and hopefully that it is a blessing and understand that, uh, you know, I'm like, I've just got to jump back in. Cause I feel like when you write something down and then you don't really even really remember writing it, um, it's like hard to just sit there and talk about, I guess, if that makes any kind of sense that you're like, well, this doesn't feel like I don't feel so connected to it in so many ways, but hopefully, you know, God will oversee this podcast and we'll get back in the groove because I feel like what he had been giving me, like I said, with this breaking the dam open and letting go and, 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 and moving forward out of, you know, some of our circumstances and situations that we are uncomfortably 
hanging out in basically because of you know like well this is just where we're at in fact I guess I can speak to this that um just this past week um I went from being in the weekend before from in the emergency room and hospital again to um orientation in college and for my daughter all all of this for her and I had so many reservations but she's 18 I'm like you know she's got to do what she's got to do and um we had a few surprises and, you know, I didn't have a piece about it, but I, you know, just letting her kind of do her thing and letting her be 18. And, um, I suddenly like felt like I just looked at her and I was just kind of watching and like, she just seemed like she had all this anxiety building up. And, you know, I was like, you know, <laughs> you may feel like you're super, you know, you know, in this and you know and then you've got to see it all the way through but it's not too late to pause and and go a different direction um that like she had worked herself in this spot that she didn't feel like she could now change her mind and I could see it and I could also see what all may happen because her health is so volatile and the stress of all of this just I really kind of thought was too much but I was trying to just support and encourage her and like, well, we'll figure it out. Um, and so, you know, when I gave her that out, it was like, it was totally like watching the dam break and, um, the relief came flooding in and so forth, but it was that unknown of like, what do I do now? Um, that was, and, or am I going to disappoint people or, uh, you know, I've told everybody this is what I'm doing. Um, and I feel so committed and for, she just needed someone. And so maybe you could be that for someone else or someone can speak that into your life. Um, and just be open and willing for them, someone to say, you know, it's not too late to go a different direction. Um, and, and good things do happen, even though it can be really scary and definitely started my business, uh, was definitely a testimony to that, but I'm going to work through this and thanks for sticking with me and, um, thanks for continuing to support the podcast. This has just been a long journey of, you know, I grew up Christian. I grew up with a father who was pastor. He was the best person <laughs> to be honest. And, um, I, it took years for me to really get what was missing. And the biggest piece of it over and over again, I will say is that I wasn't starting my day with God and, um, you know, where I thought I was connected enough, I see that things were missing. And the more I've opened that and let that in, the better things have become and all the other pieces come later, you know, seek him first and the rest will come. And that's scriptural basically. And it's so true. And I just can't stop wanting to share that message and, and whatever you're struggling with, whether it's your weight, whether it's your finances, whether it's your relationships, your job or whatever, um, you know, don't be the, the independent, I'm stuck and I'll figure it out like I am, uh, tend to be, but be open to, to God making things move. And that will lead us into fighting the current. So, um, 
as you begin to move from stagnant water to living water, that stagnant water, if you remember, is is in that area that you know has been clogged up and the water is just not moving and the dam breaks and the water starts to move and it's moving towards living water out of that like cesspool of bacteria and mosquitoes and so forth into running clear streams basically um breaking dams that kept that water stagnant and letting go of the things that held you in place some of you will start to move and some of you will start to finally let go and, and go in the flow but some of you many of you will likely be fighting against the current so my husband is an avid kayaker his father was on his way to the olympics when his best friend a kayaking buddy died in a log jam while kayaking and they actually named my husband after that friend. Um, so paddling has been a really big part of his life and in my life since being with him for um, coming this month. Um, we'll be married 20 years. Um, it's been part of my kids and and everything else. So paddling, whether it's a stand-up paddleboard or kayaking, it's just always been around. And that's what my kids grew up with. Paddling in still water is really about moving from place to place. But when you're paddling in moving or rushing water, it's actually more about shifting with the flow. So have you ever tried to paddle upstream? Like not with a motor, but with your arms. It can be extremely difficult. Um, I've been, you know, sometimes in a, in a really good moving current, you could be paddling quite hard and you could still be moving backwards if you're trying to move against the flow. Um, like the, you're not, you might not even be able to stay in place. You might be actually losing ground. So depending on how good the current is, it can be extremely difficult as, as up to pretty much impossible to fight the current. It also exhausts you very, very quickly. So furthermore, good kayakers, um, that's not me. <laughs> I'm a uh, nervous person and I'm sticking my comfort zone a little bit on the kayaking and I was, uh, you know, introduced a little bit to it and I was like, nope, this is not for me. But um, really good kayakers learn to roll a kayak because they know they're very likely to flip it in rough water. And again, rather than fighting that, they learn this whole technique of popping themselves right back upright. And um, they don't even move out of the kayak at all. And the process of learning that was absolutely terrifying to me. Um, I did uh, not go ahead. <laughs> uh, like I, I like I think I sort of interested once. I'm like, no, there's no way. Like so much like I'm not a real fearful person you can you know I mean zip line and you know I, I, when I was younger I was totally down for skydiving and I've driven a motorcycle I'm not like that nervous but when it comes to that I was like nope this one's way out of my comfort zone but um I did help my husband teach our uh, stepson to do it and worked a little bit with my other son too um but basically you um are 
in a kayak and you have like this skirt that kind of like it doesn't like you can get out of it but it's 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 a neoprene uh wetsuit type material it goes around your waist and it pops around the edge pretty quite snug it's actually very hard to get them on sometimes um so you're you're in the kayak really good and then you have to kind of spend a lot of time upside down in the water kind of sort of semi stuck in your kayak and then learning these techniques to um and the right way to twist and move the paddles that you pop up yeah i was like no way and i wasn't going to ever go on rapid so i was comfortable in my wider kayak that doesn't flip (laughs) in calm water i have done a little bit in in the beach and the surf but that and i have actually kayaked in alaska uh way out in there but um that is yeah if if i i plan on if i roll out of the kayak i'm just gonna fall out but so my point with all of this kayak information, sorry for that, um, it's an excellent analogy for how we're to navigate life as we're going out of stagnant water. So number one is not fighting the flow. Are you a flow fighter? I definitely have been in my life. Going the flow is not a strong suit, um, uh, like, or wasn't for many years, I tried to plan, control, and predict so many things without even really realizing that that was my nature. And my husband is the exact opposite. He's just a let's wing it kind of person. And planning can be a good thing and it can lead to good stewardship of time and money as long as you have some flexibility. But things really changed tremendously when I had our little surprise youngest son and during Hurricane Katrina and all that happened like within one week span. If I didn't learn to bend, then I was going to break. And the thing is, is we try to put our own will, um, as God is guiding us to be who he wants us to be, we, we insert kind of what we think we should be or do and so forth. And it sometimes kind of takes that, that space over, um, but there isn't a lot of room for God at work. And even when I felt like I was stuck in a job and that was doing so much stress and damage and so forth to me, I, you know, I realized that this could be what God had planned for me. And even though it felt like it was absolutely impossible to leave, you know, I finally accepted it and made the space and opening that God could actually work and move. And (laughs) what a difference. Oh my goodness. I mean, just sometimes I just have to stop and reflect of what God delivered me out of and what God has done and the opportunities that God has blessed me with. And, um, there's just so many things and, um, it's freedom. And I, I, if I stuck to what I thought I was supposed to do or had to do, um, then, you know, I, I wouldn't have had the blessings um, that I did. And so, um, yeah, so that's, so stop fighting the flow. Number two, to not, not stopping or turning around at an obstacle. And as I mentioned with kayaking, you go more with the flow and you maneuver around objects, like especially the, again, the more rapid water, but you don't just stop. That's pretty dangerous or counterproductive and um, sometimes impossible to do. You can't just stop. Um, you know, you have, you're coming across a big boulder. You can't turn around because um, now you're going to fight the current. But what you do is you shift and you flex around things that pop up. You steer a little bit this way and that way, but you keep going um, where it takes you. Um, 
I have even ended up in spots so shallow that I had to scoot along the ground until I could break free again. But you get past them and they don't last forever. Victory is on the other side of those hurdles. Victory is on the other side of those moments where it feels like this is not where I want to be. This is hard. But um, we keep moving and every hurdle you pass is a win. So while writing the, um, this whole, um, fighting the flow sort of thing, I had agreed to do a 30 day fast from dairy, gluten, soy, and sugar, and really intensify my nutrition even further. 20 minutes daily movement. Uh, that wasn't a real big shift from what I've been doing, but, um, all that until, well, none of that was too huge until I had new hurdles. And then weekend, um, my daughter ends up in the hospital for an extended time. We were in there for quite some time. Um, and I, I know this may be a surprise if you haven't dealt with this, but I swear to you, the most unhealthy food options are all in the hospital. <laughs> And it was such a hurdle and I almost decided to put it on pause, but I realized that this is just how life can be, that it would be hard and I had a lot of stress, but I could, if I could figure out now, then I could figure out anytime. And I needed to be with her a lot to advocate. Um, they, they continuously would do things like forget that she was a fall risk and just walk off like while she was standing and she was a huge fall risk at the time. And so I just didn't feel like I could leave her very long at all. Um, I noticed how things, how quickly things fell apart if I was gone for just a short stint even. Um, we got permission to go out daily and I could wheel her around the campus for about 30 minutes of good movement. And she got sunshine and it always lifted her mood. And honestly, I, we saw it many times lift um, or stabilize like her blood pressures and so forth, which were quite volatile. And I got super creative with finding foods I could eat um, and and just really worked to stick on the plan. It was super hard and really frustrating sometimes. So I'm not going to say it was really easy. Um, and many times I was ready to give up. However, every time I got through a day, it moved me on because I fought that hard to get that far. So why would I give up? after all of that fight and sometimes we just have hurdles and we have to embrace them and I know it's kind of human nature to be like well I'll just try again another time when things are smoother but like life just isn't that way life just tends to throw things our way that we have to um, move around or leap over or go under or whatever and so um, that is, is part of it is, is going with the flow and, and just, you know, again, a lot, it's humbling to go, you know, God, I can't figure this one out <laughs> and, and I need your help. And so I encourage you to keep giving it to God whenever you're trying to move through, but don't just turn around, stop, give up or whatever. Okay, number three, I guess that sort of leads right into that. Don't rely into the wrong strength. Um, I was looking for something to support this. And I found an article on three sisters kayakrenal.com, which is funny. I mean, it's just a kayak rental place, but it expressed it better than I could on my own. And this is what it said. Actually, a lot of strength makes it difficult to learn how to paddle efficiently. Most people with a lot of arm and upper body strength tend to rely more on their arms to kayak something that is quite inefficient and makes you sore and tired quickly. 
The proper way to paddle is using your trunk and core to propel your boat forward, putting your paddle in the water and rotating your body core to almost pull your body towards the paddle. The arms are supposed to support the paddle, but most people think they can move their kayaks forward by digging their paddles in and pulling back on them. On the contrary, paddling is a simple body rotation concept that is grasped immediately by most beginners. Which is kind of funny to think that actually having strength in some circumstances can actually hinder your progress. But I thought, I know this is just so funny how like God gave me this whole kayak thing, but it fits so perfectly. So just like relying on that arm strength and that sheer digging of paddles when a kayak kayaking makes your endurance much lower, your ride a whole lot less enjoyable. And, um, it's just the way that that is so counterproductive. So does relying on your own strength, relying on your own motivation, your own willpower on all those things from within you make you tired, worn out, and you won't withstand the long haul. So who do we rely on? Well, or what? Um, I think you know. <laughs> but Isaiah 41.10 says, Do not fear, I am with you. Do not be anxious, I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my victorious hand. I love to the victorious right hand. It's, it's already victorious. I mean, my victorious right hand. It's already won. You just have to rest on it. And that was just a great picture that that one gave me. And then also in Isaiah 41, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. You know, and that is so perfect to what we were saying is when you are relying on your own strength, you will wear out fast. It is relying on his strength when we have the endurance that doesn't even make sense that we can run and not grow weary. Um, I I can tell you right now, um, even though I work out (laughs) five days a week or more and go hiking and so forth, I mean, uh, I promise if I take off running, even when we took, we went on a pretty good long, um, it was like a six mile hike, I think. Oh yeah. I was like, man, I've been working out and I'm still exhausted. (laughs) So, um, it takes a lot, um, to, to rely on someone else and remove the, um, just you factor alone. Um, but when you do, you'll be able to do things you didn't think you were capable of. I was recently reading in Numbers 9 and thought about how the Israelites were modeling this reliance throughout the chapter. When there was a question about if they, um, if the fellows that were unclean due to, to handling a dead body could celebrate the second Passover, they didn't try to implement their own wisdom or human rationale. The very initial response was, this is Moses, wait here until I've received instructions from the Lord. Like, Hold on, I'll be right back. Let me go and... Uh, don't do anything. <laughs> um, don't don't move away. Don't move towards anything. Just just stay still, and I'll be back. <laughs> Let me go see what God says about this. And um, it wasn't let's have a debate or try to come up with a reasonable answer ourselves, which unfortunately, you know, I I know a lot of us do, and and I've seen a lot of times in churches that um, it's, it's, well, let's, let's try to use our human nature to work through this. 
Um, instead, you know, I know like they, the Israelites and Moses did not do everything perfect, obviously, but they did model this for us. It was pause and let me ask God for the answer what to do. And I'll be the first to admit, you know, I'm a fixer, I'm a problem solver, and I am not the most patient person. So I tend to keep on trucking ahead and, um, and I don't give enough space for God to give the answers to, to move and so forth. And, you know, that's something he's definitely been working with me on. Sometimes we push our will so hard that God allows us to have it so that we can understand why it wasn't good for us. The example was in also in Numbers 11:31, God sends the quail. They begged and whined for meat. And despite being grateful that they had been provided the manna and everything else, they just weren't grateful what he had already done. And he's like, okay, fine, here's your meat. And, and many had so, so much that they got sick. And um, so sometimes he lets us have it when we push our will so hard. He's like, okay, fine, here, have it. <laughs> uh, even though I know this isn't good for you. And uh, sometimes we have to wait a long time, and sometimes it was because of our own rebellion. I mean, in Numbers, I already made reference to this, Numbers 14, 26 through 33, they could not trust in God's deliverance into the promised land. And so now they would wander for 40 years. After all the things that he did, and the thing is, like, we, we probably admonished them a lot of, like, he did so many things. He parted the Red Sea. He produced, see, he produced a water from a rock. You know, he saved them over and over again, sent all these plagues. And, you, and then when he says, go move into this promised land, you don't trust him to cover you again. But... Um, we do that too. <laughs> and, and we've seen like what God has done in our lives and yet still on the next turn, we may question what he's able to do. And so sometimes because we just won't trust and we have that little bit of rebellion, then we end up waiting longer than we even had to. And sometimes we twist what God tells us just enough that maybe we insert a little pride or something with his instructions. And so when God told Moses to, um, in 2020, um, Numbers 2020, uh, he tells them to speak to the rock so they would pour out water. And, you know, how much mystics, I'm like, wait, what is God mad about? <laughs> um, but instead, Moses hits the rock and, and then he inserts this, listen, you rebels. And none of that was God's instructions. You know, he was sort of following God's instructions. And I think, you know, he wanted to, you know, God, I think, wanted it to be a bigger miracle. You know, speak to this rock and water will pour out versus hit to the rock so you might go well there might have been some weird water in there that he let go you know and um so moses inserted his own will just enough or pride or whatever it was and so and and i and i know like sometimes like some of god's reaction seems harsh but you always also have to keep saying he he knows the heart he knows what is in the heart and he judges more on that than some of our actions so sometimes when it's a little confusing of why he reacted a certain way over here and then maybe he didn't over on here um it has so much to do with the heart condition and so now you know he took away moses's ability to lead them into the promised land and um you know, because Moses just did, and Moses took it in stride. Um, you know, he, I think he knew too that like his, his heart had gotten in the wrong place. I know he was frustrated and so forth, but, um, that's where we go back to God and say, 
um, yeah, that human nature is coming out of me again, and I'm frustrated, and I'm tired, and I, I just can't do this. Um, and, and we go to the one who can. And sometimes God is trying to save us from ourselves, and we can't see it. Like when Balaam, in Numbers 22, he didn't listen to God, so God sends an angel to block the way. The donkey sees it, but Balaam didn't, can't, he can't see it. And so he's mad that things aren't going his way and that donkey isn't cooperating and the donkey's trying to steer him away um, from this, you know, angel with a big old sword. Um, but Balaam keeps trying to force the donkey the way he wants it to go. And finally, Balaam's foot gets crushed because he is in such a tight spot that there's no way to get through and push forward anymore. You know, he's finally like, you know, God's like, no, you've, this is what you have to do. So his foot gets crushed because, um, you know, he was still trying to force his way. Finally, he sees the angel and that the donkey had been seeing the whole time. And it just reminds me so much of how we can be, you know, we have our path plan and we keep forcing it, even though there was something better he had planned for us the whole time. And, and sometimes we push, push it until, until it hurts. Um, you know, and he might be giving us a way out or trying to save us the whole time, but we are just like pushing and pushing and pushing our agenda forward until we're squeezed. And it takes time more than anything. It takes trust for us to just give in to the plan that he has for us. So soon after Balaam, um, is an even harder spot where he really must obey. And this trial maybe was essential to him achieving God's very important plan for the Israelites, Sometimes God lets us go through some some turbulent water and hard times because that's often what we need to to see or witness to turn our eyes to Him. And um, there's from this recharge lesson, chasing man made solutions in the God made world. To fight the spiritual, you have to seek the spiritual. So let me repeat that again. Sorry, like I struggled a little bit that how I wrote it, but um, it's from. I don't know what recharge lesson is now, to be honest. Again, (laughs) I don't even know where my head was at during this time, but let me me try that again. Chasing man-made solutions in a God-made world. That's what we do. We, to fight the spiritual, we have to seek the spiritual. And so, um, you know, we've been using the wrong tools. How do we rely on him? Um, this is from New Spring Devotional, Second um, Samuel, a five-week devotional, how to fight with God's strength um, instead of your own. <laughs> Number one, start with humility. God, I can do nothing apart from you. I need your help. Number two, act out of trust. God, I trust in your strength and ability. I acknowledge that my efforts are only able to succeed if you are fighting for me. Number three, give God the credit. God, I am thankful for your faithfulness to me. Any recognition or praise I receive belongs to you. And then reflect. Is there an area of your life that you take wrongful pride in? How would your life change if you fully relied on God's strength and greatness instead of your own? And what is one thing you need to start doing or stop doing to trust in God instead of your own strength in that area? 
Philippians 4, 6-7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and your peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So try a prayer like this. God, I have been fighting this battle, and I am tired of doing it all on my own. I am tired of trying to control the outcome, and I don't have enough strength to keep going without you. I know you have done great things for me in my life, and I thank you so much for all you have already seen me through, protected me from, and comforted me through. I am sorry I try my way first instead of bringing it to you, but I am bringing it now. I am asking for your help. I am asking for strength. I am asking for peace. I am asking that your will be done. Direct my steps. Correct me if I am going the wrong way. I trust that your ways are higher and better than I can even imagine, and I want your will in my life. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Pray daily. Tell him your worries and your concerns daily. Humble yourself daily. Thank him daily. You can keep praying the exact same words over and over again if that's what you need to do. And, and, you know, I didn't think to like get these facts or I did, and I don't see them yet, but, um, just the sheer act of gratitude, there is like scientific proof of, of the effect of mental status. And this sometimes comes from non-biblical sources, but the truth of the matter is we were made to be thankful and grateful and it does amazing things for our mental, um, mental situation. So keep seeking and using his word to guide you and help you, even if it just brings peace, just read, no agenda. Don't, you know, I, I know sometimes like, I'm like, I don't discourage you from say looking up pain or suffering or whatever you feel like looking up and then reading scripture around that. But I have found so much more by just reading and being open to like whatever God has to show me and just working my way through the Bible. Hebrews 4.12 says, for the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. It is not an old, outdated scripture. It will amaze you how it can speak right to your heart, right to your situation, what your circumstances. I can't tell you how many times I my mind is blown that, you know, I'm like, I'm just reading in order. And I just happen to pick up again, something that speaks directly to this. Even while I was working through this, I mean, you can tell a lot of the scripture was similar in, in like the numbers area. He kept showing me one piece after another, as I was reading through numbers of, of this applies to what you're talking about. This applies, this applies. And he just kept giving me things. And, and it was also still like, now, when I pick this back up, and I haven't even read it in days, um, <laughs> weeks, um, not the Bible, I've been reading the Bible, but read what I wrote and worked on for this podcast, it, this is speaking basically right to some of the things we were talking about today in my women's Bible study group, and talking about um, the things like with my daughter and, and her shifting gears. So... If you give it the chance, it will do the work. You just basically have to show up and, and not rely on your own strength. And that's the best part of it. 
Psalm 119.105, the word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. If you don't understand that now, you really will. Just open it and start anywhere. It's also what God, or what Jesus, sorry, used to fight against Satan in the wilderness. Quoting scripture to the right heart, straight to the temptation or troubles. Um, You know, he just quoted scripture in, in response to basically everything that the enemy was telling him. Reading, studying, and committing to the word um, and committing it to memory is a preparation for any battle like nothing else. Um, you can get to words and things you don't understand and you just like, I, I will sometimes read something like, what? <laughs> and I'll just say, let's just say it was like Numbers 9 or Numbers 9, 1 through 8. And I will go and I will Google commentary and or look at the blue um blue blue letter bible um app or whatever and and just try to read through some things until i'm like until i kind of have a piece about like okay yes i get it now that makes sense or um i understand what it was trying to say and and why it said it and if you attack it like that like i've got to get something out of this and not just read it the life application bible is fantastic for that as well it has a lot of information at the bottom so a lot of times when you're reading it um then you can look down at the bottom and you're like, oh, that's like there's some historical information that you missed or some some wording that like, you know, that was hard to translate. And then when you read it, you're like, oh, okay, now I get it. Um, but um, it, it will guide your path like nothing else. Um, and then Psalm 119, 11, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. If, if you don't look at a door closing or course corrections as disaster and you trust that he knows everything and that he can see much further down the path than you, if you keep telling yourself that an obstacle isn't defeat, it's likely saving you from a waterfall that you couldn't see. Trust me, very few people in a kayak are brave enough to... Um, go down a waterfall it's it's tough and so sometimes you know there's a a, a a boulder might direct you one way and the current may shift another and you think oh, you know here's this huge hurdle but in the reality was you couldn't see the waterfall but God could and so um, trying to trust that he, in his plan and seeking his will and going with the flow that he has for you um, your fight is that much less and you don't even, you, you may never know what you saved yourself from by following what God planned for you, what he saved you from. Um, but you can trust that, well, I would just say that trust there was a waterfall you couldn't see. So, um, and unfortunately I didn't really give and that was as close to an ending as I gave myself. I'm sure it was probably interrupted by constantly by the doctors and nurses and specialists and so forth. But I'll just say that one more time. Tell yourself an obstacle isn't defeat. It is likely saving you from a waterfall you couldn't see. And with that, I will wrap up this episode. Thanks for sticking with me. And you know, I'm just, I, I did, I did, kind of like one sniff I didn't even realize I was sniffing to be honest <laughs> get old Tennessee allergies and and whatnot but um I'm not gonna edit this so 
I've tried to get better about just letting that go. So the little mistakes and whatever, it's just going to roll with it. And um, because this, I think this was a super important message. And I just don't want to delay it any further than, because uh, again, like even reading through, I'm like, I'm just absolutely in awe of, man, what all he gave me and, and how he puts it together. And I just was the instrument. And so I hope that this blesses you. And I don't want to delay it any further and um hopefully i will not have any or too much more um you know blockages and so forth i may still be kind of spacing out um my episodes just so i can keep navigating all the things that are coming at me right now but you know hopefully we won't have such a long break and i appreciate you sticking with it for so long and please keep you know any reviews that you can give um hopefully positive um will will help um for others to hear it I, I do believe if you stumbled upon it there is a reason and um if it puts it on your heart to share it with someone there's probably also a reason for that and I appreciate you um helping us reach others because this is this is God's podcast and I'm just the instrument I'm just it's just just obedience and um I certainly don't want to be wandering around the desert for 40 years because I didn't follow what he asked me to do and I will be praying for you. Have a wonderful week and then some. Hope you get to enjoy some beautiful um, sunshine, even though it may be hot where you're at. You know, a little bit of sunshine, a little bit of uh, time with nature can do a wonder for your soul. Have a very blessed time. I'll be praying for you. See you next time.